0: we obviously have to talk about the roe versus wade uh decision that came out of the supreme court last friday but uh you had an interesting idea that you brought up right before we started recording so can you please just tell our listeners what your idea was
1: well i'm thinking i'm woefully equipped to talk about most topics but especially this one and i thought that maybe it would be better instead of people hearing from you and me as like two aggrieved men on this issue that maybe. We could bring in some women to talk about this issue. The best women we could find. I have Liz. Liz is uh, Liz's credentials are that she's a woman, and is of birth giving age, which shouldn't exactly. be relevant, but I guess it may. I guess it is.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, and my wife here with me is Libby, and Libby works in healthcare as a physician assistant, and so she actually has some relevant uh, medical expertise here.
1: Um, yeah, and and you know, I think like that. I think that's going to be really important here. And by the way, that was Liz's idea to bring Libby just for that reason. But of course, Libby, we would take you even without it. You okay. guys want to introduce yourselves quickly?
2: Sure. My name's Libby. I'm Martin's wife.
1: Perfect. Cut. Liz, go.
3: <laughs> Short and sweet. I love it. Hi, I'm Liz. Um, and I'm Mike's better half. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely, that's not even a question. Um. So I, obviously, look, I know Liz when this happened it wasn't, I don't think you were surprised by it, but you were no. definitely distraught. Can you tell me just how you felt and what you're feeling right now?
3: Yeah. So I, I don't think I was surprised. And I think partially it's because of the leak that happened a few weeks ago. So I, I think we all kind of were aware that this was going to happen. Although I think we were mostly in denial. So I wasn't, I I, I think I was in shock and it, it took a little bit for it to really sink in because, and this is something that I've I, I talked to Michael all the time, which is you know, I don't care what anybody does with their body. I don't, I love that. I I love you Libby, but I don't, I don't care what you do with your body. I don't care what you want to put in it on it. I I don't care Would I have an abortion. I don't think I could ever, I have never had one. I don't think I could. That's me. I don't want to take that away from anybody else. And I think what pisses me off is that they're taking that right away from, from you and I, Yes. You know, and, and and it's something that I, I don't think I can get over. And, I, and it still makes me mad that it's, it's primarily white, older men who are dictating what I can and cannot yeah. see with my body. And, and the that is what's pissing me
2: off. too. And some of them are, you know, women who have, I, I was even reading a story about a woman who's already had an abortion. And he and her husband are pro-life. So that doesn't make sense to me. I think they said, oh, well, if we were doing this later in life, we would have made a different decision. But they had the luxury of choice, which now people don't have in certain states. And um, like here. Yeah, like here. And uh, yeah, immediately when it happened, one of the doctors I work with came up to me and said that, you know, women in America, it's a huge step back for their health care. Um, yeah. And it's not even like, yeah, if, you ha- if you're if you faced with the choice of you being pregnant, thinking about abortion, I mean, you have to think about what you want for your life. Do you want to go to college? Do you want to finish high school? Do you have the means? Are you with a partner? If you're alone, then that makes it yeah. so much harder. And, um, you know, even if you're in a stable relationship with somebody, um, you might not be ready to have kids or... exactly. Um, you could have like even worse, um, you know, jumping right into the medical problems. You could have like an ectopic pregna- pregnancy where the fetus or the embryo, the embryo is outside of the uterus and implants outside of the uterus. So it's hmm. either along the fallopian tube, or even it could be out in the, um, in the pelvic area. And that can
0: turn. What can
1: it's
2: Fatal. It could be fatal for the mother. Um, you can have a, you know, if you're saying Missouri um, now, you know, you can't have an abortion unless it's like an emergency. Um,
0: but who knows how that's defined? And Yeah. Whom? So
2: you have to now doctors are already having to fight for, for um, or speaking to lawyers, long, long conversations Um say that the person has had, so in in medical terms, you can have what's called a spontaneous abortion. And that's just the medical term for having a miscarriage. And that's just, you know, we use those kind of terms interchangeably. Usually, sometimes the woman is able to pass the, um, the products of conception on their own, sometimes they're not able to, if the products of conception are inside the womb that could become a septic uterus and then the woman can die. So it just seems kind of crazy that they're having to, um, debate, debate. And then at what point does it become an emergency? Is it when that woman is on ice in the ICU on a ventilator on like three different kinds of antibiotics and pressors, or do you do it when the, the woman is relatively still okay, but still needs to get the products of conception out of the uterus? Yeah. So,
1: are there? Uh, this is dig in. Since we're on the health medical topic, are there times when the risks or dangers of a pregnancy aren't clear? Right, like until it's too late.
2: Sometimes you know that beforehand. Sometimes you don't. So, um, say that you find out you've never um, maybe been to a, a women's healthcare professional, and you get pregnant, and then you find out, oh my uterus is not the real shape that a uter, or normal shape that a uterus should be. It's um, there's different shapes that they come in. I can't really think so of them right now, but they, can they're like, uh, for
1: us, hold on. Wait, yeah.
2: You... There's like a, so they're set. They can be septated where there's a I'm wall kidding. so that um, they do don't grow into one side. It, the be- fetus might grow into one side and maybe it's bad for the baby or, you know, you don't sometimes people don't find that out until later on Mm. Um, or like say you do a test at 15 weeks and then you find out oh you're having a baby with all these genetic problems Um, Mm. you know that's also a conversation of itself if you have maybe you know down syndrome or even like more rare but horrible things that make it so maybe the baby won't live after a year or two I don't really know when you can find out when those occur, you know, at what point they can tell that the fetus is not um, developing normally, but first trimester, second trimester. But
0: Are you comfortable talking about uh, what you felt the day when the news came out? Oh,
2: yeah, I was um, really sad. I was devastated. I came home and kind of cried intermittently. it wasn't it wasn't yeah, good. understandable
3: yeah yeah i think it's so interesting how the the states that are you know banning abortions are also Missouri the, are also yeah. the right. states that are lacking a lot of social funding yeah right yeah. social services the so irony. you're making all these women have these babies who they're not capable of really make like have like maintaining or, or having giving them a good quality of life yeah your your states are not equipped to handle you know a a adoption or you know child protective I don't even know like there's healthcare. how many women need you know don't have access to healthcare while they're pregnant and so now yeah. these, it's just it's it's ridiculous to me that they're forcing women to have children that they're not capable of
1: and I wonder how and I don't know the answer is I'm sure it's something that we could find if we look at it but just because you said that made me think I wonder how many women would go through with a pregnancy if they there were better um social services around them or things like better access to medicaid you know things where they didn't have to worry so much about managing their expenses to the last dime and i and i know that's not the crux of the issue but it is it just goes it just to talk about the irony that you just brought up that just makes it more ironic you know if you're really trying to encourage people to be pro-life or have life you know bring life into the world
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of people use the term forced birth, and I think that's really fitting, uh, because a lot of the people who seem to be anti-abortion or pro-life, it doesn't seem like they are expressing a lot of concern for the children after they're born, because they don't support the programs that would improve the quality of life of these children who have now been brought into the world. And if they were really concerned with bringing down the number of abortions, they don't support the programs that actually allow for that number to go down right because if you make abortions illegal that doesn't mean that women are not going to get them it just means that they're going to get them in unsafe ways right
2: i think that a lot of people view abortion as black and white and they view it through a religious lens and Mm. there's right and wrong and that's it and they don't often listen to all of the arguments for having the option of having an abortion and why it's important to have that option yeah um
1: that's like crazy to me because I'm trying to put myself in like the, the um, I don't know, I'm trying to imagine as much as I can that I'm one of these, a, a person who has no right talking about this or let alone making laws about this type of thing, who cares about it so deeply. And I'm trying to imagine their motivations. It's obviously something that doesn't affect them personally or indirectly in any way whatsoever. So in that case, it, to me, it's, it's very much ideological. Like this is like Puritan Christian values that, came to this country hundreds of years ago that have been trying to suppress women in all kinds of ways and still do what you can wear you know how how you should uh present yourself like how you should act around in in i don't know in in different settings like and 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 i feel like maybe i'm wrong about this but i feel like women were just starting to emerge from that over the last like few years and then this happens and we go like we turn back the clock 50 years yeah. and i just don't know why these fucking values won't go away like what is so cool about making women feel like they need to be you know controlled and ashamed of everything i i just i don't know but i can't imagine that the person who's making these laws and promoting these things really actually cares about the core of the issue, which is like, I'm pro-life. I'm sure it, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It Doesn't That doesn't hold water when I think about it.
0: It's pro-life in a very limited definition of that term.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You are pro-life when it comes to this unborn child or fetus and then After that,
1: yeah, everything after that, fuck you, you're on your own. Yeah,
0: it's stark uh, capitalism and survival of the toughest or fittest for everyone else, right?
1: Go ahead. That's okay. Yeah,
0: no, I've just gotten uh, comments from family and friends in Norway who are messaging me going like, what is going on in the United States? Why are they turning back the clock? Uh, 50 years, I got a message. I sent a happy birthday to a friend in, in Norway today. And she said, oh, thank you so much, Martin. How's it uh, being in the United States living in 1940? I was just like a gut punch, like, ah, oh, God, people are people are not looking kindly at this decision internationally. No. Yeah, my mother said, like, why, do, why are they like putting women back 50 years in time like this? my brother offered me condolences he said condolences living in land of the free
2: yeah that hurt yeah <laughs> that hurt
0: yeah um actually so i write for a uh, norwegian website that covers american politics uh and i hadn't been active with them for a couple of years but the other day uh the day after the news about uh roe v wade came out i went down to the uh Planned Parenthood clinic in St. Louis, uh, which was the last remaining clinic that could perform abortions in the whole state of Missouri um, to see what was going on there because there had been protests the day before. And I talked to some people who were there uh, from MSNBC, uh, but there were no protesters on the second day. And then I did some research and found out that um, through these things called trap laws, targeted restrictions on abortion providers, Um, That's what that stands for. Uh, People have, or politicians, have been able to shut down abortion clinics by uh, imposing these really strict rules about what the buildings can be like, where they can be located, um, cooperation rules with uh, hospitals that need to be so-and-so close by. And in 1984, in the state of Missouri, there were performed 26,000 abortions and there were 26 clinics in the whole state. And then today there's only one clinic left. And in 2021, there were 167 abortions performed. That's a decrease of over 99%, just to give you a few numbers to kind of illustrate like how limited it has become over time.
1: Question for the ladies.
0: Um,
1: Now that this has happened, what do you feel like We should be trying to do to protect women and what what would be something that you'd like to see to. um, Help women who are in need of this just just get what they need Do you have any ideas about that like like what would you do for yourself if or or if, if you had a if you had a you know if you had a daughter of birth giving age. Like, what would you be telling them to do?
3: Go to the polls. Sorry, yeah, go to the polls. I think the the the, the greatest impact one can have is through legislation and legislative legislative change. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think a few states have um, have gubernatorial races going on. Vote for a governor who's going to defend your right to your own body. Um, and so, I think that's where our voices can can be heard loud and clear. So, I do think through policy and voting, um, it's the biggest impact.
2: And also um, having conversations with people, letting people know how this impacts you, letting people know um, how this impacts your family planning plan, um, yep. telling your personal stories, making sure that women who are, you know, childbearing age, meaning like 11, 12 to and menopause yep. have access to contraception if they, yeah. if they want it and understanding how that contraception works. Um, and making sure that, you know, people talk to their friends about it. And, um, you know, if you're a mom talking to your girls about, you know, the, the having to take that regularly or using it regularly in Missouri now, um, it's also illegal to, I'm not quite sure when they would prosecute you on this, but you're no longer allowed to have IUDs. So that's like a huge wow. component Stop. of
0: Really? Why? Yeah,
2: I think I think what? IUDs are part of it, and and that's um because it it prevents um implantation of the of the embryo onto the uterine wall.
1: What? They, the actual, like, yeah, that's so, crazy to me. Who thought so, that was a good idea?
2: I don't know. And you know, also here, it's you can't get an abortion if it's um, incest or rape. So that's also. I mean, I feel like at least for me i understand that missouri is um really not where i wanted to be but at least getting rid of some of those things like the rape incest and iud things would be my <laughs> major mm. um major concerns. Um, because a lot of women, if they've had one kid, an IUD is easy to do rather than taking pills every day. So that that would be a much better step. Yeah, to take at least for here. Yeah. But overall, yeah, you want to have people vote in more candidates who reflect your values. So be careful who you vote for. Yeah.
1: And actually, one point on that, it's what's crazy to me is that the poll, there was a poll by CNN, and not too long ago, That showed that like 66% of Americans support, like they don't want to overturn Roe v. Wade. I'm pretty sure the question was targeted, like, do you want it overturned? And like 66% said no. And I know that this was a Supreme Court decision. I know we feel like this was done by lawmakers, but it technically wasn't. Um, But like, why would... Why would you align if you were a politician? Like just strategically, logically, why would you align yourself to this issue where like the overwhelming majority are against you, and but you know they're for it because right away Missouri was one of the states where like you know they it, it like the decision triggered a law immediately that that banned abortions in the state. So like you know they're for it. Why would you align yourself to that? I just don't get it. I have to think that they must be thinking, and I'm just total speculation, but they must be thinking that. There's enough like rabid, raging, angry, committed voters in that 34% that remains, <laughs> that, that'll be enough to get them reelected or whatever. But this isn't like, this isn't like an, uh, and, and I use this term sort of like mockingly, this isn't like some woke liberal issue or something. <laughs> like this is a right that you've taken away from people they no longer have. And that affects men, women, everyone. And why would anybody support having a right of freedom taken away? And I just, I don't like just from a strategic political perspective, I just don't get it. I don't know how they could think this could be good for them. And so my only hope is that the silver lining of this is that it does end in what you guys said, which is voting voting people out who are ardent supporters of this, because that's the only good that can come of it. That's the only way we can make the Supreme Court's decision irrelevant.
0: But yeah, the um, Attorney General, Eric Schmidt, here in Missouri, he kind of almost bragged or made it clear that he was the first Attorney General uh, to send over this uh, memorandum or memo to the reviser of statutes um, in in Missouri to make sure that uh, it became the first state after the fall of Roe v. Wade to ban abortion. So they kind of jumped on it here very quickly. And so when you live in St. Louis, which is a pretty blue democratic city, you seems like you can sometimes lose sight of the fact that most of the state is pretty red and republican and conservative. All you have
2: to do is drive an hour west or south or north and you're like where where am I, you know? Yeah. Things change really quickly um and yeah, I, to your point, I don't think this is going to Go well for Republicans because it's not going to be um, popular with the people in, you know, like suburban Republicans either. And even mm-hmm. if they're people who don't have um, the, uh, you know, maybe lower income families who vote Republican, it's not going to be good for the men either because they're going to be paying more child support. They're going to be, it's going to, but their income is going to be spread between more people, and it's going to make them even sink lower economically.
0: Yeah. And like everything else, it's always the poorest people who have the hardest circumstances who are going to be hurt the most by this.
3: Preach Martin.
0: Yeah. It's always the people who are already at the bottom who get, who get hit hardest by these kinds of uh, changes. And it just breaks my heart because it's not like their lives are that easy. And I mean, Life is hard for people in many different ways but people who are poor, people who maybe don't have a partner who already have some children that maybe they didn't plan to have or they're in some circumstances where it's not really uh, ideal to to have another child and now they're just kind of pushed into even harder uh, lives.
3: Kind of adding to that is like I think people who are like pro-life have this misconception that women have abortions with a smile on their face. This right. is not an easy decision for any, any woman, anybody. This is not easy. Yeah. You know, you could be married with two kids already. You, you, you know, you have an unplanned pregnancy. You can't take care of a third. This is a hard, tough decision. And you can't give that baby the quality of life that you want. Yeah. And so it's just, it, it's crazy to me that they really think that this is, this isn't a hard choice. Yeah. You know, you have the picketers outside of Planned Parenthood you know, calling you names, you're going to hell. Because this wife. is this is a very tough decision. <laughs> Get a job. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just it's just it's crazy to me that we are living in the U.S. in 2022 and this is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: What is just, it like there in Florida? Does it look like abortion will become uh, um, outlawed there, or will it remain a right?
3: So surprisingly Governor DeSantis hasn't done much yet.
0: <laughs> she says um, with
1: scorn. <laughs>
3: oh that man. Uh, he I know that he is going to do restrictions. I know I I, I know he is but he hasn't I don't think we've um, passed anything that's abolished. I don't think it's going to be abolished here but I do think it's going to be tough. Um right. I'm not sure where it stands around rape and incest um but but nothing yet.
2: Um yeah. nothing yet. Yeah. Right. So, for reference, you know, people out here go in teams and and have prayed outside of that one Planned Parenthood in St. Louis. They they take yeah. turns and they go and they pray and they.
0: There was something you know. called the Midwest March for Life, where they had a speaker with a microphone and they were praying, and uh, they saw this as a huge win when it was uh, when the news came down on on Friday.
2: Which you know, since I grew up in a I, I grew up in a Catholic sort of. Um, community when i was younger and they would invite us to do that every year like oh participate in the march for life and that's they went to dc for that it was a yearly Uh thing um, in dc and uh you had the option to go and i never went and then um yeah i don't think a lot of my friends from my catholic high school are pro-life a lot of most of them are pro-choice i could I don't even know any of them that that would be just pro-life anymore. Mm. And there's a lot of religious leaders here that are pro-choice. So Mm. um that's
1: great. I love that. I love absolutely love that.
2: There's a ton. There's I I saw a bunch of people sending their names, signing things and sending it into some of the um the just public media outlets here that they're pro-choice. And and it's I don't think it's um. It's just a subset of people it's a small percentage it's not popular mm-hmm. um yeah this can't be something that's going to be it, it can't be around forever it just yeah and not forever it can't be around for long i hope not
0: i i have it in my mind that this is just the far end of one pendulum swing and that over time i mean i don't know how long it would take but that over time i don't know it will normalize and, and maybe go back to the center somehow So I just wanted to, I have a friend. um, I'm not going to give his full name, but his name is John, and he's a lawyer, and he's in D.C., and he explained to me and some other friends how a lot of the justices on the Supreme Court argued in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade. So apparently it's tied, supposedly, not supposedly, it is tied to the 14th Amendment of the Constitution that guarantees you have a right to a private life, I guess, and uh since, since 1973, several Supreme Court justices have said and argued that it's a pretty tenuous connection and that it was maybe not the correct decision and that it should doubt about that that yeah. it should be left up to the legislative process that the court shouldn't rule by uh you know decree or maybe that's not the right word, but it's not up to the uh, Supreme Court to make laws uh and that's why, they, they voted in favor of, of um, overturning Roe v Way to be able to kick it back to the states. But then you know how you know, 26 states are now set over the over half are now set to ban abortion in, in some form or another. Um, but that I think Democrats in Congress are now working to try to enshr- enshrine it in federal legislation. But man, I really hope that they can have some luck in getting it through both houses or both chambers of Congress.
1: That doesn't surprise me at all, what you just said. Like I I just what I know about the 27 amendments in our constitution. And I I don't I I don't imagine that it specifically, you know, prevents um, or, or gives people the right to abortion, or nor probably does it give it them specifically the right. To other things that that have been put into law by the Supreme Court, and I just think that that look, I, it it this this bugs me because it's obviously the Supreme Court's job to interpret the the law based on the Constitution, but the Constitution is is dumb, like it's fucking dumb, and <laughs> yeah. to get anything to get anything changed on it is like next to impossible, right? Like like literally, like I getting getting a constitutional amendment ratified. I mean, the last one was 1992. Okay? Like these things don't happen very often at yeah. all, and and I just think okay, fine. So so you know, federal legislation, okay. But like, I just feel like why even revisit it? What, what was the, what was the compelling reason for it? Yeah, and we know that that is politically driven. The reason why yeah. those people were were nominated to the Supreme Court was politically driven, and and all of it, all of it, pan, like transpired exactly how it was intended to transpire, which is to you know, put people on the Supreme Court who would um, look at this issue and then overturn it, which would yeah. then give credit to the person who nominated them, which was Donald Trump, right? And yeah. and he would look like a hero in the end, which I'm sure he might, I don't know if he does or doesn't, hope he doesn't, but that it happened exactly how it was supposed to happen. Yeah. And it's just like fucking crazy to me. I just feel like, I know I'm going to just kind of ranting here, but like, I, I, I just hate the fact that, we rely so heavily on this on this document that doesn't do shit it doesn't do anything it doesn't it, it doesn't align with the realities of 2022 when it was written in you know whatever here 1770 something right and so yeah uh, I just I don't know
0: that's I guess that's my right we might have stuff. some constitutional scholars chiming in to tell you how wrong you are
2: here
1: no f- okay tell me I'm wrong tell me that we need to tell me that we need to have the rights to a a firearm because you know we might need to organize uh, a well-run militia militia. according to the second amendment (laughs) like what the fuck is that gonna
0: happen (laughs)
2: no idea
0: yeah
1: i don't want to digress
0: sorry go ahead i was gonna say i don't want to digress too much but uh like it's hard because i'm so against the overturning of roe v wade just because of the practical implications or the pragmatic implications of it like what actually is now going to happen in the real world but i also i'm torn because i kind of understand the reasoning behind leaving it up to the legislative process uh so i don't know how to reconcile that i, I just good. feel
2: bad for OBGYNs everywhere oh my god and yeah. also for the states that are going to have just an influx of people coming in yeah how they're going to handle it how they're going to do things in a timely manner yeah the logistics of everything i think it's great that people are donating to funds that like support travel different yeah. places yeah. um and you know people are sharing lists of resources and how you can yeah. you know consult with a lawyer on something mm-hmm. but
0: people are mobilizing um, that's yeah
2: for sure. it's just the the people who have been practicing ob gyns for decades under roe v wade and now they have to completely rethink how they care for people and how they deal with hospitalizations and um i just don't envy them and i feel bad for them and i yeah i don't know yeah no
0: it's it's bad but i just want to also point out some positive things that are going on uh mike did you see the list of companies uh, that are now offering to pay for travel and lodging expenses for employees who need to travel out of state to get dick's, an
3: abortion dick sporting good is on this list i was so right i was like dicks not yeah. like dick. totally, <laughs> totally pro dicks right now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh,
1: absolutely I think,
0: I think reddit uber lyft uh several of like the largest companies in the country jp morgan Chase. Uh, A lot of companies are offering to to pay for those kinds of expenses if the employees need uh, need to get this health care. And then also several states are saying that we will not cooperate with any state that attempts to prosecute one of their citizens for traveling to our state to access abortion care or like health care for that. So Minnesota said, if you need to come to Minnesota to get an abortion, we're not and, you know, Let's take Missouri as an example. They try to prosecute Missouri. We're not going to cooperate with them. We're going to stay out of it and to, to protect you in that way. So, you know, the fight is on for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the, the only other
1: thing, uh, fuck, this isn't as important, but there are other important Supreme Court rulings that are fairly recent that are now under fire. And like, what is the next one that's going to fall? Because, you know, there is going to be one because apparently they're fucking bored and need yeah. to like dig things up from 50 years ago to find some shit to do yeah. and there's a lot of things the things the supreme court ruling that protects same-sex marriage is pretty recent and and you know a ju- justice clarence, right? huh? 2015, 2015 yeah, right? justice clarence thomas said that that was he basically said that was erroneous an erroneous decision and they need to like reverse those precedents or whatever so the and another one is the uh, new york times versus sullivan which helps shield media companies from defamation lawsuits by public officials and there's and there's and there's other ones too and you know they're going to come after other ones so like what's next yeah
2: yeah isn't there some other problem that could be fixing that hasn't gotten attention yet that you know would be more productive
0: yeah something more urgent than this yeah, yeah. like i
2: feel like this is all just we're all rehashing old things that have been talked about that people just don't like yeah. personally. Yeah. Why can't we talk about issues that really need help? Like,
0: yeah. I don't know. This shit was settled for 49 years. And now we tore off the scab. Of you room. know,
1: they they, they get about 7,000 cases a year that they're asked to review.
0: Yeah. You might have some other work.
1: Right. You might need exactly. to look at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think some people are just too committed to this on a maybe a religious and moral or ethical uh, grounds that they yeah. they can't give it up.
1: Well, I want to thank you both so much for coming on. I really hope that people like um having you on and that they request you back and then this becomes the Libby and Liz show and then we can just like I we'll don't just, know just something else. Out yeah we'll
2: just be Liz and I just catching up. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I'm all for it. We should
1: just, we should just troll people one day, just have you do a whole episode <laughs> with Lizard Libby. And they like, what the fuck's Martin and Mike? Yeah. So <laughs> let's do it. Um but well, yeah thank everybody. you for uh telling us what you think.